Welcome to Comparison is the Thief of Joy, a live call-in podcast that occurs every other Sunday at 6 p.m., where we talk about life and my journey through it. And while I do the podcast, I like to paint. So each podcast will have a corresponding artwork that'll go to it. Feel free to call in by downloading the Podbean app, grabbing your cell phone, and a set of headphones. It's open topic, never feel any pressure. Comparison as a Thief of Joy is available on all major streaming platforms, and my artwork can be found on my Instagram, Comparison is the Thief, or DonnieSun82.MyPartfolio.com for purchase. Enjoy. Ray, are you ready? This treadmill, man, this, um, I'm going to send out some, some more invites. I just started to experience a high level of burnout, right? High level of burnout at my job. It's, um, I can't really talk about what I do. Not that it's like top secret or anything, but you know, they got all these stipulations and things you can and can't talk about as you go up corporate America, right? So creating this program, building it from the ground up, I'm super invested. Oh, chewed up your headphones. Okay, it's all good, man. Um, Super invested and really trying to make this into something, right? Really trying to, you know, really attack this. And while I'm out here really attacking it, X, Drek, Fifi, what's going on? The lines are open. I'm like really putting my all into it. I'm waking up early. Like when I say early, I'm waking up at three, four o'clock in the morning so I can try to get my workout in. And then I'm rushing to work and trying to leave at like two or three to get it home in time to pick up my daughter. I pick up my daughter. I start trying to work on my artwork. I start trying to work on my podcast. And I feel like all these things need to happen. Excuse me. All these things have to happen right now, right? And this feeling of right now, it really started to take place and manifest. Sorry, guys, try to mess with this. When my dad passed away, right? Because it's like all of a sudden, this light bulb clicks and says, hey, you only have a limited amount of time on this planet. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to hop on. So I just start going, right? I just start going. I start going. And every day I feel behind. I feel more and more behind. I feel like um, I'm not producing enough artwork. I feel like I'm not doing enough podcasts. I feel like I'm not, um, I'm not doing enough. Right. And so I'm getting restless. Uh, I'm getting sleep anxiety because I'm like, man, if I don't get to sleep in time, I won't be able to work out. And then I'll get fat. And then I'm not doing enough. And it's just this never ending cycle. So eventually I hop off. Right. And what I mean by that is I start to call in from work a little bit too much. I start to um, 
miss and skip workouts. I start to not enjoy painting. It all just starts to like kind of go downhill because what was bringing me pleasure was not, it just, it was, it was no longer um, enjoyable. It was a, it was drudgery. It was just, it, it, it just wasn't any fun, which is why I stopped doing the podcast for a while, right? Because when I was doing the podcast, what the original intent, let me turn this down a little bit. The original intent of the podcast, right, was a place for me to relieve stress. Because at the time when I first started, I was doing a diary, right? And I, my mind, what was going on in my mind, it was too much. It was too much going on in my mind for me to write it down. So I said, well, you know what? I'm good at podcasting. Let me try doing that. I would go in with no topic. I would just start rambling. And the more I rambled and rambled and rambled, and I would start reading audiobooks and building up content. And then, you know, more and more people say, oh, man, I really like what you're talking about. You should have a set time. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want a set time, right? I want to just keep doing it free-flowing, but then as time goes by and I say, you know what, I'm going to take this thing serious. It's getting traction. I'm getting guessed. So I take it more serious, right? I start doing research on content. Well, I'm doing that. I'm building this program. I'm in an NBA program. I'm trying to be a movie tie fighter. I'm trying to be an emerging artist. So I'm building all these things from the ground up. And to be honest, right, if I can be 100% transparent, because when I bring this up to people, a lot of people tell me they don't feel this emotion, right? And I guess I do. Um, even though from the outside looking in, I'm, I'm successful, right? I'm in a field that I'm really, really good at well-respected amongst my peers, I never sat down and thought to myself, well, what does success look like for me, right? And then when I was starting to be honest with myself, I said, oh, well, you know, I always wanted, corporate America was never my love, right? If anybody's known me for any amount of time, um, it's always been like music or something artistic-based. Well, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So, man, so many years ago, I was given a decision to make, right? To either go work at a law firm that I stayed at for like almost a decade to do tax collections or to fly out to California with a friend of mine at the time and start a music career. So I hopped on a plane, boom, hopped on a plane, went down to California to do a show. Um, I think it was like three days. And I absolutely hated it, right? I hated it because all of a sudden, the thing that I love, which is making music, right, became a chore. 
it became stressful because I had to make a hit. And it sucked the joy out of the room. It made me not want to... um, They may not want to do it, right? So after that, it started to make me think, well, hell, do I ever want to mix pleasure and business together, right? So I had this barrier in my mind. Well, as I'm doing my artwork, and and there was some stage fright in there too, right? Well, as I'm doing my artwork, I'm like at this fork in the road. People are really liking my stuff. Part of me is telling me, you really got to get out there. And I'm like, do I? Right? And I'm, I'm kind of rambling, but I'm sitting here like, am I not wanting to pursue? Am I not wanting to pursue this, this, this thing with artwork and podcasting because I'm being lazy? Or is it because I'm fearful? Am I not willing to put in the necessary work? And the answer is, I don't know. Because sometimes, right, especially when I'm on Instagram and I see people that are creatives and they're making money and living their life off their craft, I'm like, that's what I want. That's really what I want. But then I think back to California. And I'm like, I, I don't know if that's really what, I don't know if that's really what I want. Or am I pleased? I wish I could explain to you guys more about what I do, but I'm on the verge of creating quite a rumble in my chosen field that could get me a lot of notoriety, a lot of exposure, it really could give me a lot of the things that I've been looking for in my career. But I've always told myself that I don't want corporate America. I want to do. So it's just like this weird fork. And I don't know. Well, I say I don't, but I think I do. But I say I don't, but I think I do, right? So I don't know. I'm kind of stuck. But what I do want to do, you know, I was out two days ago with my brother and we went to a art gallery opening. It's called Open MFA, which I didn't know stood for Masters of Fine Arts, right? So I went to this thing and the people were cool. Well, me and Darius did what me and Darius do. We went and we... um we went drinking after it was over different places. And we met this guy who's a bouncer at Boondocks. Met the bouncer at Boondocks and we're sitting there and a beat comes on, right? Let me see if I can play it. Well, I can't because I'd have to turn it. Anyway, a beat comes on. The song is called Temperature Rising by Mob Deep. I don't know if you guys ever heard it. Oh, something like this. I hope it doesn't get flagged. Well, that's just a commercial. But so the beat comes on. It's just me, the bartender, and Darius. And I'm drunk. But I wrote this the other day. And I'm going to go ahead and do it because I can. 
Hope it don't bite. If you love too fast, it'll bite you in the ass. Exchanging love letters in the back of the class. Surely you ask how I got this way. I chase Rosetta back in the pre-K. Rejection meets deception meets rejection. Now every girl that I... Something like that, right? I didn't get to finish it. I was drunk. I couldn't remember it. But it's always in me. I'm almost 40 years old. And it's always in there. It ain't going away. But now the question is, what do I do with it, right? Am I being honest with myself? Do I want to pursue the gift that I have? Because it's a gift, right? Or do I just let it die? I don't know. Because I don't know which version of myself that dream was attached to. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. But I do know that money isn't my prime motivator. Me and my money's cool. Like, let's not get that twisted. I like money. Uh, I like having it. But it's not a driver. Not, it's not a primary driver in my life, right? And the reason I say that, and anybody... And okay, so I've been asking... Let's go back. I have started doing... In the MBA class, they, I do career, they do career coaching, which is something I'm really interested in, right? And in it, I've learned and developed some skills, and I've been asking people questions about life and which direction they want to go, right? And the number one question I ask everybody, and I'm still trying to ask myself, when you're thinking about your chosen field, whatever it is, hey, Laura, what's going on? Think about this. There's a question you need to ask yourself. First question you have to ask yourself outside of, what does my dream day look like? The next question you want to ask yourself is, What's what's most important to me, time or money? There's no right or wrong answer, which is something I found out. Because everybody's idea of success is unique to that person. And you're not looking for happiness, right? Because if you're on the hunt for happiness, you're never going to find it, which goes to this hedonic treadmill. Because happiness is like sadness. It's a fleeting emotion. And all emotions have this fleeting effect. And and I might not be saying it right, but this hedonic treadmill tells you that moments of good moments and bad moments, right, they only stay for a little bit. And once you return to your baseline level of, your baseline level of happiness. So, example. Um, they brought this up and I thought it was pretty good. Okay, example. You, hey, what's going on, Sam? So say that you make more money. I think we've all experienced this. You make more money, right? And you decide, all right, I'm going to go, hold on. Is that thing banging? Okay. 
you decide that I'm going to start, I don't know, eating out every Thursday. You reward yourself every paycheck and you go out eating every Thursday, right? You feel pretty good. Well, Thursday turns to Wednesday, Thursday, then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then so all of a sudden, you're not getting that happiness that you got from just eating out on Thursday. Why? Because your body, your mind has accepted this is the new baseline. So you're not going to get any more increased happiness unless you increase the activity. So now you have to eat out like seven days a week, twice a day. So that's why anything that's from external stimuli never brings long-term happiness. And and you'll notice it, right? Because like when you get that raise at your job, and all of us have experienced this, you get that raise at your job, how long do you actually stay happy about it? I, I don't think I've ever met a single person that once they got that raise, they stayed happy forever. All of a sudden, you want more. And think about some material item that you really, really, really wanted, right? How long did that material item satisfy you? Like a new phone. How long was it before that phone was just a phone? So anyway, coming back. So you have to ask yourself when you're looking towards contentment in life in the form of a career, what's more valuable to you, time or money? Some people say time. Well, then the next question is how much time? How much time do you feasibly want for yourself during the day? Or how much of your time do you want to dedicate towards work? 10 hours, 20 hours, 30 hours, none, you know, whatever. You might say none, right? I want to be a bum. Nothing wrong with that. You might want to live off the land. I don't know. It's your, it's your life. It's your thing. And then so the next question is, if somebody says, well, I want money. Well, how much? And I've heard mixed answers a gajillion dollars, a billion dollars. Or the more common answer is I don't know. So then think about that, right? When have you ever achieved something when you didn't know the end game? How do you know if you won? Right? And then on top of that, This is an open question. Say you get a billion, gajillion, whatever dollars, right? Um, what are you going to do with it? And when I ask that question, people like kind of glaze over. Well, I pay all my bills. Okay. Well, then what? Uh, I go on vacation. Okay. Then what? Cars trips, food, alcohol, wine, women, men, whatever, right? Well, at some point, like really look at it objectively. If you never found what brings you peace in life, you don't think all that, that wine and women 
is going to run out. Like, it's not going to just get to be like your level, that, that hedonic treadmill. You're just going to need more and more and more. Because if that was the case, there wouldn't, if, if money, if fame, fortune, um, prestige was the end-all, be-all, well, then there'd never be a single depressed millionaire on the planet. And this isn't sour grapes. I'm not saying that pursuing financial success isn't important. But what you have to determine is, is it important to you? And that's what I'm struggling right now with. My neighbor, um, and I'm definitely going to have him on the show, I think it's Transformation Yoga. It's great guy. Amazing buyer. He, he brings me like kimchi every couple of weeks. Um, really super cool guy, man. We've really been hitting it off and we've really been talking through some things. I never had a fucking plan B. I thought I was going to get to the mountaintop and I've said this before, and I, I pretty much say it every podcast, right? Because it was such an astonishing revelation for me. And I think any of us on the phone, I got a lot of friends on the phone that come from lower to middle class, even upper middle class backgrounds. That's all. That's it. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get to this monetary precipice and everything else is going to be all right. That two weeks of vacation, that working, that eight to five thing, that's it. Well, what if I don't like it? Oh, you will. Because that's what we all do. That's just, you know, that's just how the shit works. And you can dream for better, but like, that's just, that's just a dream. Don't get too attached to that. This is how it goes, right? You work, you live, you die. You, you just really press it to the limit. Try to get as much money as you can, or what I don't know, you know. And that ain't it, man. That is that can't just be the whole thing. Because, like, how much money does somebody have to pay you for your dream to die? And when I say it like that, you see confusion on people's faces. Like, what's the, what's the, what would be the dollar amount where you would never live out your dream? And we don't think of it that way, right? Because we always think one day is coming. There's going to be this one magical day with no planning where you're just going to look back, never go to work, um, Jay-Z is going to come out and be like, hey, man, it's time. And he's just going to ride off into the sunset. We let our, we grab our dreams and we're willing to walk them to the grave for $50,000, $60,000, $70,000, $80,000, And in reality, and this is what I'm struggling with, the real reason that we allow our our dreams to go to the graveyard like that, I don't even know if it's money. I think it's embarrassment. 
fear of failure more than anything. Because we all have talents, right? I would, I would, I would imagine whether you admit it to me or not, and that's okay, that everybody maybe doesn't have a, a current talent or something that they're good at, but something in them that if they were able to, let's be frank, not have to put the hard work part to it and could just be good at it overnight that we would all like to do something, something, basketball, singing. Everybody has that thing in them that's screaming. And we all toyed with it. Younger, you know, kind of fooled with it, flirted with it, but, you know, never took it serious. I, you know, I, I you know, you just kind of play it off that, you kind of play it off like, oh, yeah, I know I'm good at this thing or whatever, but I choose not to. No, you know, that's for, you know, bullshit. It's such fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. You really be wanting to do that thing. Like, I'm painting right now. Like, I can't sit here and honestly say that if somebody just came to me with a hundred gajillion bucks, no pressure, and said, hey, man, you can do what you want with your days. You can do what you want with your nights. Whatever artwork you produce, I'll pay you for it. Whatever podcast you put out, I'll pay you for it. Don't even worry about it, man. Just do your thing. Can I honestly sit here and say that I'd be like, oh, no, Mr. Mystery, man. I don't want that. That's for other people. Where's my time card? That sounds like a crock of shit. So I'm kind of answering my own question, right? But it's that fear kind of holding you back, like, is my artwork good enough? Is my podcast enough that people would want to, like, give me money for it? And then do I even want to do it for money? It's, I don't know. I know I'm not making any sense. It's like I'm just rambling. But I don't know, man. Sometimes it feels like untapped potential is worse than just being like whack and mediocre. Because like ever since I was like fucking kid, I've had people tell me how exceptional I am. And this isn't like me, you know, like saying I'm great, but this is what people have been telling me. And my dad saw it. I didn't see it. He saw it a long time. He's like, oh, yeah, you got it. You got the glow. I didn't see the shit myself. And I'm still, and I think that's what the real root of the issue of all this is. I still don't 
see it. And so it's like, enough is never enough. I'm always looking ahead. I read this book called The Gap in the Game. Really good book. And it's about people who are high achievers. I always hear that I have the man syndrome because when I walk into something, whatever it is, I got to be the best at it. But always running around trying to be the best at something takes away a lot of the joy. I'm not just enjoying the shit. And I found myself by trying to be just so... um. I don't know. So whatever. I was just sucking the joy out of my whole life. Phone lines are open. I mean, I can't be the only one. Going. I've been rambling to you guys for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Anybody with any similar issues... I saw this YouTube video that talked about jealousy, right? And But it was interesting, jealousy and envy. It was interesting how they framed it, though, right? How they framed jealousy and envy was different than I ever heard it. It was under the premise that Jealousy and envy can be used as positive emotions, right? They can be used as, okay, let's see if I can. So generally, when people have what they consider a negative emotion of jealousy or envy or anger, they try to push it aside and repress it when in actuality, right? What you need to do, I'm adjusting this a little bit, the wiser action is to sit back and explore that emotion, right? Because think of it this way. You wouldn't be jealous or envious of something you didn't desire. So in a way, these are contradictory thoughts. And what I mean by that is, I ask you what you want. You say you don't know. You see somebody on TV with the perfect body and you become jealous or envious. You may not admit it, but there's no way I'm the only person on the planet that has ever felt that. It just, it just can't be because they wouldn't have the textbook definition for it. Well, if seeing that thing that makes you jealous or envious triggers you, instead of it being a negative emotion and you repressing it and pushing it to the side and um, well, explore it because that's actually a key, that's actually a key or a clue into what you really want out of life. Right? I think I'm kind of answering my own question. I'm glad you guys are here with me. Um, Hmm. It's so odd that we experience these emotions, right? 
And if somebody like I'm doing right now comes out and says, oh, I've never, I've never felt that way in your whole life. You've, you've never had those emotions. Oh, okay. I guess I'm just a crazy man on a hill by myself. I don't really like this picture I got going. But um, I will tell everybody it's okay. It's okay to feel what you feel, the way that you feel it. What I've just started to learn more and more, that you don't have to react to everything that happens. And you can choose who to open up with. But I would encourage anybody, man or woman, to find a person a group of people that you can be like completely I think he locking completely honest and frank with. I was actually talking to my loctician the other day. And I can't remember the entire topic, but she was saying something to the effect of why men don't open up. To women, I said, I can tell you why. It was specifically black man to black woman, but I was like, you know, this this is bigger and different than that, right? I said, I can tell you why. Because I think every man, and once again, I don't know this from a woman's perspective, has had the interaction where you open up to a woman. Boom, here's my guts. Only for as the relationship to devolve, those very things that you opened up about get thrown right in your face. Now, granted, the first time it happens may not be a thing. But if you run into this multiple times, I'm trying to paint something. If you run into this multiple times with multiple different women, well, I mean, hell, your guard's going to be up. And I don't know what the... um, Do women experience the same thing? I guess they do. But I think it'd be different in a different way for women. Um, Like maybe the man would take advantage of them. Because I heard from one of my friends a long time ago. She said, don't ever tell a man what the last man did to you. I was like, well, that's pretty fatalistic. Why do you say that? And she's like, because they'll do the same thing to you because they realized that somebody else was able to do it. And at first I was like, you're being an old grumpy person. But as time goes by, there's a little bit of truth to that. But anyway, I'm going off somewhere else. You got to find people to be honest with. And it's not just rad what's going on, baby. It's not so much for... Just being able to unload, because that's that's important, right? Being able to unload. But you have to talk out loud to process shit. Did somebody just try to call in? If you try to call in, call back. What I did for so long, I mean a long time, that I would just um, avoid the emotions because they were so unpleasant. And I had so many other emotions in there. I didn't want to deal with 
that shit. I didn't know how. I didn't have the courage to face what was bothering me. So it just stayed festered and it manifested, right? In a lot of like pretty much all the classic ways that you could think of. Like you can't really tell from this podcast, suffer from crippling anxiety, always anxious, always on edge. Um, the anxiety is better, but the depression, man, I can just slip into bouts of depression at the drop of a fucking dime. It's gotten better over the years. I mean, tremendously better. I can see the signals. Um, some that I'm not quite ready to discuss at this moment or if ever on a public forum, if I'm being honest, I don't know if I would ever be in a space to discuss. Um, I appreciate it, homie. You can always call in to discuss um, what it looks like when I'm triggered. And I've been paying attention more. Jeez, man, it's kind of scary when I'm going down that hole. The only difference is I've learned how to fight back. I've learned when it's coming what it looks like, what to do. And I was actually talking about it yesterday. One of the primary things I do now when I'm starting to spin out of control is I begin to fast. Like right now, I I stopped eating at 10 o'clock last night and then I didn't resume eating till 2.30, right? And you're like, what does A have to do with B? Well, for me, if I get control of what I'm putting in my mouth, it seems to spiral out to other areas of my life and I get my discipline back. So like right now, I do 16 or 18 hour fast. It's not as bad as you think. And been staying away from artificial sugars and and um, artificial sugars. And, that's pretty, and, you know, just a lot of carbs, right? And what I notice is that it's very odd. My contentment starts to rise because you get a lot of dopamine and all that kind of crap from those artificial sugars. They give you that temporary happiness, but you always feel kind of crappy for it. But different topic, different show. That's what I do when I find that I'm starting to spiral out into um, bizarro bets. But I don't know, man. It's it's a long, hard journey. And I'm excited to see where this all takes me. I think that there's a potential that I could help some people along the way. And in helping all these people, I really feel like I might be able to help myself. This is awesome. W-Q-R. Put your name in the chat so I can see who you are. Unless, oh, yeah, I don't know who you are. Hey, what's the deal, man? 
I'm glad you like it. Um, like I said, feel free to call in. It's just me spilling my guts. Yeah. Um, I've also realized, right, life doesn't have to be Life doesn't have to be. That's all right. Take your time, man. Hold on. Text me. I'm live now. Call in. Life doesn't have to be as difficult as we make it. I'm live. Live. Call in. And but it's something else. Let's see. Um, life doesn't have to be as difficult as we make it, right? For example, love, relationships. It starts out relatively easy. You want to know the secret? Date somebody you like. Secret to life, do things you like doing. And as you're, if you think about when you're a kid, right? When you're a kid, you just do shit you like doing. Granted, you have to go to school and do other things, but like, who in their free time, when left to do, who, who in their free time as a child would say, you know what? I'm going to do a bunch of shit I don't like. No. We all did. You naturally went and did what you liked. Like, I wrote poetry. I read books. I, um... Speaking of which, there was this Eric Green, what's going on? Um, there's this book that I used to read. I don't know if you guys ever read it. When I was like in the fifth grade, I um, I was big into, and this kind of gives you a peek into my personality, big into Lord of the Rings, right? Well, I always liked reading those style of books, right? And what I mean by those style of books, the premise was always the same. This is the premise. I'll get to it. Overwhelming evil that can't be defeated. Right? Loser over here. Right? A band of misfits that get together or a group, some kind of, you know, whatever, and overcome this evil. And it was always in a war style setting. There was a book, and I don't know if you guys have ever read it, but it's dope. I don't know if it even still exists. It's called Redwall. And it was a Lord of the Rings-style book with animals. And you're thinking, that sounds cheesy. Man, bro, for this to be a kid's book, it was vicious. People would be getting gutted. People would be getting poisoned. I don't even know how it was a kid's book, but it was a really good book. And it was always about finding that internal, that internal, man, you don't know about that shit. You don't know about the Bayou Sun? That internal drive to overcome. So it's been two years now. Two years ago, I started training for my first Muay Thai fight. And I don't know if I, I don't know what was driving me and really just pushing me. But I started training for it. I would wake up at, I had to be working at 6, so I would wake up at 3.30. This is no bullshit. I think I can even pull it up on my phone. 
to let me see if I can find my ringtone. This was my ringtone every morning. 3.30. Fucking wake up. Wash my face. Brush my teeth. Go in my garage. And train, right? Start jump roping. Hitting the heavy bag. Doing my kicks. Doing all that shit. Every day for almost a year. I had, like had, was battling injury. And I remember I had like ITB. On the, the day of the fight, my sister-in-law was here. I was in the, um, that's going the distance by Rocky in the original one. I, um, I broke down crying. She was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Because for the first time in my life ever, I was designing my destiny. I was being the person that I thought I was in my head and had imagined myself to be. And for the first time in my life, I didn't allow anyone else to dictate that. I wasn't a fighter. I didn't know how to throw punches. I didn't know how to do kicks. Um, but I learned, right? And that's the thing about your dreams. That's the thing. I didn't know how to podcast. I've been podcasting for almost a decade now. First couple of ones I had sucked ass. I only started learning how to paint, um, I think, lat, not this November, but the one before that. Oh, wait, call back in, man. I just didn't get to it in time. But you can learn. We have this, this thought. We have this thought that, Chris, what's going on, man? We have this crazy Western thought that to enjoy something, two things have to occur, right? One, you have to be good at them. Two, all right. Two, you have to profit off them. Hey, how's it going? A little, little low. Let me see if I can turn it up. All right, keep going. Keep talking. Can you hear me now? Just you're, you're like you faded off in the background. Do you have headphones in? Um, no, I don't. That's what generally helps. That's what generally a lot of people, when I can't hear them, headphones really help. Let me see if I can jump something in real quick. All right, man, take your time. I'll keep talking. Um... I always give this story. I was out of town with my wife. I was in the hotel room, and I was listening to this song called Damage, and I'm not going to sing it for y'all, but I was singing in the in the hotel room, and I was like, man, I really want to sing. And the first thought that came was, man, you don't know how to sing. You're not good at it. But then a second thought occurred for the first time in my entire life, and I was like, well, wait a second. Do I have to be good at singing to enjoy it? No. 
you don't have to be Michael Jordan to enjoy basketball. You don't have to be Michael Jackson to enjoy dancing. And you don't have to be Mike Tyson to enjoy boxing. All these things are separate. And then on top of that, be realistic. How do you expect to be able to get good at something if you don't practice? And why would you practice something you don't enjoy? Maybe life would be easier if you just do things that you enjoy as often as possible. And guess what? The trick is, eventually you'll get good at it. And if you get so good at it, maybe somebody will pay you for it. But that's not, that shouldn't be your motivation. Like, and now I'm even saying this out loud, it's silly. Why wouldn't you do things you like? Why would you say, oh, I like doing this, but I'm not gonna? Think how, re- like, think how ridiculous that is, that we do that to ourselves, and then we wonder why we're so discontent. And then we wonder why we're so unhappy, because we're literally not doing the things we like to do. And instead of doing things we like to do, we go and escape reality by doing things that are mindless to keep ourselves away from the fact that we're not doing what we want to do. Why? Because we think somebody's going to laugh at us? Because we're not good at them? And then you got to think deeper into that thought, right? If you're around people who are going to laugh at you because you're, you're doing the thing that you like, who are these people? Who are they? Why do you want what? Like, who, why, why, I'm getting livid. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to myself. Because the more I think about it, it's, it's crazy talk. It's crazy talk. Like, yeah, there are going to be people, there are going to absolutely be people that are like, you're ridiculous, you suck, blah, blah. Don't talk to them. Let them just stick. Because, I mean, in reality, they're, they're, they're miserable with themselves. Because, like, okay. We, and we are, right? We, we are afraid society has programmed us to fear being laughed at. And it's worse with social media. And to me, the origin of that is school. Now, let's, before anybody says anything, I have a bachelor's degree, working towards a master's degree, so I don't think school is useless. However, I do think it creates such a competitive, you're right, you're wrong environment, because we all remember, you're not really encouraged to ask questions in class. If you do, and it's a quote-unquote stupid question, you get laughed at. And we carry that on uh, later down the road. 
because how are things supposed to be in class, right? Are you really encouraged to question or are you really encouraged to only speak up when you know? Right? So if you're only encouraged in class to speak up with you when you know, if we live in a society where everything is instantaneous and the knowledge is there, boop, so everybody knows everything all the time, right? Well, talents and mastery don't work that way, which is why, and this is going to sound incredibly contradictory, right? Which is why so many people are interested in being YouTube famous, Instagram famous, TikTok famous, right? Because all you need is a phone and kind of be funny and you can, you know, same with podcasting, right? Let me not leave myself out. There's that chance that you'll just be famous because people think you're hilarious or whatever. I'm trying not to step on any toes. But you guys all get what I'm saying. This has been interesting. Really just sitting here. Really exploring myself with you guys. Um, I started going, I started reclaiming my mornings. And what I mean by that is I've been pushing, pushing, pushing. Now I just, you know, my boss called me and said, she's like, where you at? It was like, Nine o'clock, 10 o'clock in the afternoon, I said, I'm in the gym. She didn't give me any pushback. And today, I had a meeting, and I blew it out the water. Because I was able to just relax, man. I was talking to my neighbor the other day, and he said something, and it's been resonating with me that... um. You're not your job. And you don't have to like, let me shout out his blog real quick. He has a great blog post. It's Transformation Nation Yoga and Wellness. Great guy. You really guys should go and check out his Instagram and his uh, his YouTube channel. It's got some really good stuff in there. It's pretty advanced, but it's something that anybody and everybody can use. Um. Where was I? I lost my train of thought. If anybody in the chat can remind me, I'll take it. Um, let me turn this off. Hope you guys can still hear me. Um, taking off my headphones a little bit. My ears are hurting. I just reclaimed my mornings, right? I just decided that the rush is over. I got to take the care of me and it's, it's gotta be cause like you have to make that paramount. You have to say, Hey, if it's not for an hour, two hours, however long you need, take it. And the reason I say that is because something that I tell people all the time, especially when people want to leave the hospital, kind of telling myself, you can leave, but your body's going to make you come back. Your mind's the same way. 
I think that's why phones and social media and all of it can be so damaging. I really like when I have the chance to go on jogs with no headphones, morning walks with no headphones. Because can anyone name, and I know some smart ass probably will, anything that can run 24-7 without rest? It doesn't eventually break down. I know no living thing can do it. Maybe your heart. But hell, even if you push your heart at max, yeah, if you push your heart at 100% all the time, every day, what do you think is going to be the end result? It ain't going to be good. And that's the same thing with your mind. What do you think is if you what do you think is gonna happen if you run your mind at a full clip and are filling it with all this stuff all the time? Never giving it a break. Because the way things are right now, we feel that. It's that FOMO, right? That, oh, if I'm not doing something, I'm doing nothing. And if I'm doing nothing, I'm not getting ahead, blah, blah. But ahead of what? And that goes back into contentment. That goes into really knowing who you are and what makes you happy. Dude, it is okay to make an hour. Living in the woods. Working 20 hours a week. 15 hours. Whatever. If that that supports your lifestyle. Or if you want to be a bum. I wouldn't encourage anybody to be a bum. But if, 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 if that's what actually brings you contentment in life. Like truly. Not BS. Like that's really what you just want to be somebody that can get up and go and live life on your terms? Who, how do I, how how do I have the ability to tell you, nope, that's not how you should live your life? I got a buddy of mine, DMK Productions. He does animations, voiceovers. That ain't my thing. Right? So that's like me telling him, well, why are you doing that? You should be painting. You should be a nurse. That's that's ridiculous, but we allow people to do that to us every day. I know you're right here. That's why I shouted you out. I can see you. Um, you can call in if you like. Tyrone's family. Shout outs, right? We don't. Hold on. Hello. And it, it's it's so much easier. And it and like I was saying earlier, it's just nuts. It's so much easier to master something you like doing. Right. Like because you I literally come home out of a seven-day week, I more than likely paint six out of those days. And I can do it all day long. I don't know how much of it's good. 
but I just enjoy it. When it comes to, I wouldn't be doing podcasting for this length of time if I didn't enjoy it. I love self-help books. I like all, I just like it. I just like doing it. And from the first podcast to right now, I've gotten a lot better. I can talk, well, as you can, as you guys can kind of tell, I can talk a really long time by myself. Um, but you got to try. And you really just got to put yourself out there and just see what happens. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I really do enjoy doing the podcast, right? But I always wonder, like, should I take it up a notch? Do I want to take it up a notch? Will that introduce an element? J-H-Y-Z-G-G-G-G-D. What's going on? Call in if you would like. We're just waxing poetic right now. Talking. We are a mi- an hour, nine minutes in. I'm just really painting right now. I sprayed. It smells like... I think I should take it up a notch. And I'm thinking that's where I am. I'm thinking I should take it up a notch. Oh, man. I know. I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm being honest with myself about what I truly want. I'm trying to be honest about it. I'm trying not to. I'm afraid, right? Thank you. I'm afraid. At the end of the day, it's fear that you're hearing in my voice, the fear of the unknown. Um, it is difficult being a creative, right? Because everything you do, it's different than in the corporate world, right? To where you have measurables, Things aren't subjective. Everything's objective. Right? You have a clear-cut destination. A path, if you will. Well, with artistry, no such path, a clear-cut one at that, exists. You are at the whims of everybody else. Will they think? So, like, I went to that that group yesterday, right? Open MFA. And, you know, I'm around these people that have poured their life into art. Whole life. And I'm sitting here with my stuff, and all of a sudden I feel a little inferior. So I'm like, man, I've just been doing this as a hobby. What the hell am I, what am I doing here? That imposter syndrome starts ramping up, kicking it up a couple notches. So, so imposter syndrome, and it really occurred, it really happened when I first got into my first big time role in corporate America, where actually I'm lying. It happened to me when I first got accepted into nursing school. So I'm looking around and I'm like, they let me in by accident. I don't deserve to be here. I'm not smart enough to be here. And then I get to I get to corporate America. I get into the big time meetings and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to say. 
I'm going to sound like an idiot. They let me in here by accident. And it, it and you're, you're waiting around to get exposed. But I had a really good mentor who like really, really reinforced with me that I deserve to be in the room just like everybody else. Um, and it's like a skill, like anything, anything else. I had to sit back and I had to, and I'm going to show you guys, I just painted something really beautiful while talking to y'all. I mean, like, this is pretty. Um, no one's going to, you're not going to start out the best. You're not even going to start out good. You're not even going to start out average. You're not even going to start out mediocre. Excuse my language. You're going to start out pretty shitty. You're going to start out pretty shitty. You, you started out shitty walking. You started out, hell, you needed help breathing when you first came out. Right? So we're, this thought that you're going to start doing these more complex things, like really break it down. Really break it down. We, when you have a kid, right, you expect there's going to be a learning curve for him walking, him or her, talking, peeing, pooping, eating, drinking. And that learning curve, reading, whatever. So you think all of a sudden, like what, the moment you hit 15 or 12 or 10, you're just supposed to be this amazing singer? We, we watch too much TV. We watch too much VH1 about these child prodigies that, you know, your Tiger Woods that just come out and they're amazing. Even though we always, like our Kobe Bryant, we always like gloss over the hard work aspect of these people. We just like gloss right over that. They just, they just, they were just naturally talented. No, they just liked what they did. But in addition to that, right? You don't have to go balls to the walls. You don't. It's not necessary. Like, I don't have to go balls to the walls with this thing, man. I might, but I don't have to. I don't have to, man. I can, um, I can just be me. And wherever that takes me, as long as there is a spirit of honesty, like, if I'm being honest with myself and I know that I honestly want more from this, well, then I'm going to have to do something about it if I'm being honest. But if I'm okay with where it's at, because there's also a guilt, right? The other guilt is that you're good at something, you enjoy something, but that Western culture creeps in that says you need to monetize it. No, you don't. No, you freaking don't. You can be, I could be Van Gogh over here. I could be whatever. Speaking of which, do y'all know when Picasso died? In the chat. Put in the chat when you think decade or century that Picasso died. I'm going to give it about three minutes for you guys to put your answers in, and then I'm going to keep going. I could be I could be whatever. I could be the king of rappers, king rapper man, king poet. poet is it poet laureate? You Google that. Um, 
And I could never, if I never wanted to expose that to the public, that's my right. I don't have to. I don't have to do Jack. But the reason I asked about Picasso, somebody got it right. I'm pretty sure he Googled it. Is because, um, what's up? Did you Google it? I knew it. Because when I heard about Picasso dying, I assumed, what's that? Because I'm a production guy. I have to have everything ready. All right, all right, fair enough. I thought he died in like 1847 or something. And then the second question is, and I'll ask you, Mike, um, can anybody name some of his, any of his work? I'll give it a few minutes. Think about all the works you know of Picasso, name a few, and um, think about those images. Because what I started to realize is I don't know any of Picasso's works. And when I Googled them, I had never actually seen a single one of them. And then so it makes you wonder, how is the guy that we all consider one of, if not the greatest artists of all time, we ain't never seen his stuff. How is that possible? Right? And then it made me start wondering who determines what's good art and what's bad art. I'm of the thought at this moment that it's just two, if two or more rich guys buy your stuff, then it's going to be good art. My ear hurts. I think I've had it in my headphones too long. But recap, guys, do what you want. Do, like, before you progress too far down whatever your chosen path, sit down for a second. Be honest with yourself about what you truly want. Um, start with those questions. You know, what does my day, what is my dream day? No barriers. What does it look like? What time does it start? What time does it end? How much money do I need? How much money do I want? What would I do with that money? How much free time do I want? And then most importantly, in a perfect world, with no money involved, what would I be doing with my free time? Then you go from there. And you realize over time, not even that long a time, you really know the answer. You genuinely, honestly know the answer. Dose, what's going on? Chandra or White, what's going on? Phone lines open. I enjoy conversation. You can call in, entertain me. I'm an hour and 20 minutes deep. Not that I'm running out of fuel. Um, a dose, I'm inviting callers. If you want to call about the topic, the topic, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm open. It's really about doing what you love. Uh, but even less about doing what you love, doing what you like. I brought this up a little bit earlier in the podcast. I think that's one of the reasons why we feel Dose. Howdy. 
How's it going? It's going good. I like drinking beer, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm drinking beer. That's what <laughs> we're talking about. That's you what we can't talk about. Beers? Huh? No, I, I'm not drinking any beers. I drank beers yesterday. I drank beers yesterday, too. What kind of beer did you drink? Oh, I drink the cheap stuff because I'm a cheapskate. Nothing wrong with that. You got to save money, especially with gas being so high. Are we talking Natty Light cheap? I ain't that cheap shit, son. <laughs> All right, Bush beer. Are we going Bush no, I'm beer? I'm drinking some Labatt's Ice. I like that Canadian shit. You know what? I used to like, is it LeBlanc Blue? Which one was that? I yeah, don't know. That's What's the more expensive Labatt. Where are you from? Where you at? Well, we'll get to that. You're coming on a little too strong. Got All right. Up there, it, well, and the reason I say that is because I'm in Texas, right? And they really, they introduced this new beer called Yingling, Yingling, or something like that down here. I've had it one time when I was in Chicago, and I'm really excited for it. Yingling? What was that called it's, again? It might be Dingling. I'm not sure. I think it's Yingling, Yingling. Um, it's a pretty good beer. I tried it once when I was in Chicago, and so I'm interested to try it down here. Uh, it's not cheap. It's pretty expensive. Besides drinking beer, what do you like to do? Well, I just smoked a bowl too, so I like smoking my bowl, drinking my beer. All right, all right. All right. Is it cheap? Is it mid, or are we going upper tier with the with the with the bowls, with oh, the devil's lettuce, tier. with definitely the wacky tobacco? The, the okay, so them. all right. So wait, so you're not cheap. You just like spending well, money I'm on certain things. Okay, so what's the difference? Why why would you decide to go high end on the marijuana? But low end on the liver killer. Sometimes I like to treat myself like a lady and take care of myself. Uh, you know what? I like that. Now, that's a part of self-care. We talked about that earlier. Do you have a ritual when you get ready to drink your beer and your high grade? No, I just tell the boss to get it out of the fridge and crack that beer for me. That's my ritual. What kind of, you, what kind of boss did you... So your boss, does he spark I'm your talking, bowl too? I'm talking about the old lady. Oh, okay. So you're married. Are we? Oh, wait. I can't ask that yet. I'm coming on too strong. So let's rewind. So. What about you? Lady? What do you like to do? So I used Yeah. You know, you, you know what? You're right. So I used to like drinking a lot, right? Uh, you I mean, I an alcoholic? Actually, kind of, yeah. If I'm going to be honest, but I used to really. You had beers yesterday. You read that, son? Yeah, I know, but I'm still fighting the good fight, right? So it's about really about moderation. And when I when I used to drink, right, I used to attach emotion to it. And what I mean by that is I would drink for my successes, I would drink for my failures, and I wasn't able to separate the two to the point of excess. Now I can make a choice. If I want to drink or if I don't want to drink, I don't even have alcohol in my house right now but I can turn it on and turn it off. But that's a very valid point. Uh, I even have alcoholism that runs in my family. So I have to be really careful with um, walking down that line. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people do struggle with addiction, and I think it has to do a lot with running away. Running away from what really is internally bothering you and us as men, Right. It's something that's encouraged, especially early age, 20, 20, 18, even younger than that, that 
instead of addressing and getting to the hold root. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, take your time. Uh, never mind, false alarm. Go ahead. All right. You know, instead of really getting to the root and taking the time to figure out what's going on, we prefer to bury it, right, in, act, in drinking, uh, smoking, and uh, chasing women primarily. That's one of the biggest things. Is that something that you ever struggled with or you got it pretty much under control? No struggle at all. I like Man. to drink. I got the money to drink. I got the women. Well, I got the wife, so no, no. I'm about to say, don't get, don't get in trouble. Don't, I don't want you to get in trouble because of, uh, because of my show. Well, that's good, man. It's not like you have a really firm grasp on life and what you like to Damn do right with do. your time. I guess it's it simple. You think that's the key? Simple man. Do you think that's the key to life, at keeping things simple? Absolutely. Yeah? So what, what, would you, what would you tell people? How, how can you keep it simple if there's anything that you could share with the rest of us? Well, I can't tell that to some rattlebrain motherfucker okay. who always trying to right. think about and analyze shit and overthink it. So, <laughs> All right. Motherfucker? You said what? I couldn't hear the last so part. You're not, not going to get through to those guys, so it's all upon the individual. Okay. Well, you sound like you got some rattlebrainness going on yourself, man. It's like you got a little bit of a, a deeper know, cognition. I'm, I'm really trying not to break character either. I know. I know. I, I'm really good at this. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Is this uh, What's uh, up? new to the Podbean thing here? So I've been I've been doing Podbean for maybe like two or three years now, but been podcasting off and on for about a decade, right? Yeah. So initially, I did a movie podcast with a friend that went up in flames. You know, doing business with friends never really works. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did a music podcast, and then I put like, it. Uh, you guys like Mortal Enemies now? Uh, I, I don't know what we are. We don't talk. I know that much, right? We don't really, we yeah. really even talk, but there's no real bad blood. It just let me know like, hey, in the future, keep those two things separate, business and friendships. And now this particular podcast, I just- And family. And family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had an episode not too long ago about life lessons. I'm gonna be 40 this year. And the things that I learned are- I don't lend out money anymore. I just give it, right? If you could ask me for a thousand bucks, but I'm going to give you 20, not expecting it back. You know, I don't let anybody live with me anymore. Um, what else is it? Don't give out rides. It's it's funny you say that about the money because I'm the same exact way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's like, if you're going to give it out and expect it, you're just. You're, you're setting yourself up. It's going to cause problems. It Especially is. because you're giving money away. So obviously you're giving money away to somebody who doesn't have money. And what are the chances that they're going to have the money to pay you back anytime soon? It's not happening. They're, they're, they're not. And that was a life lesson too when I started to figure out that people that have constant storms in their life, they create them. Those problems, you helping them out for that little bit of time probably isn't actually going to help them. Right. It's, it's sometimes best to kind of look at it objectively and I don't want to say distance yourself from them, but the people you hang around create a, it's a huge impact on your life. Huge. And you have to be really cognizant of who you spend your personal time with. So 
Sorry, dude. I was just taking a sip of beer. Hey, no, no, <laughs> no worries. Yeah, it's just, it is like, man, I wish I had learned some of this stuff earlier. What's up? I think my uh, buddy Caps is in here. Let's see. Well, tell him to hop on, Caps. Hop on the line, man. Open forum. I'm just shooting the shit. If you want to call in, tell me what's going on with your day. What you drinking on? Jordan Bakari. I can't. Too late. Uh, okay, he said he can't get on. But next time, I'll probably do another one yeah, this Sunday. I'll, I'll, I'll speak for Caps. All right. Caps too fucking drunk right now. <laughs> I like the... I like... You fucking sausage. You know, I, so now, do you have a show? A show that you do? No, no I'm, just, I'm the only one. I'm, I'm the only one that comes to Podbean that doesn't have a show. What? Why not? You, saw, you I, got I a whole. You a, I just like to mingle. Just, mingle. just hop in. Hop in. Create a ruckus. Has, have you ever had anybody lose their shit when you call in? Well, that's usually what I'm trying to go for. So does it work? Do a lot of people lose it? Oh yeah. I think caps caps could uh, vouch for me on that one. <laughs> oh man, uh, it was to me. You know, one of my one of my pastimes. Me and my brother. I'm a dive bar kind of guy, right? That's always been what my thing. And dive bars. I like dive bars. Um, yeah. Hole so you you were you were literally somebody that I have met like in my twenties. So I'm I'm totally used to navigating even the character. I was like, yeah, this this sounds familiar. A lot of a lot of nodding and smiling and just waiting till they so, pass out. Here's what I do, and and uh, Caps actually does the same shit. Um, What's that? We'll we'll go into a show, especially if we see um, somebody that's kind of new around here, and we'll, we'll yeah. go in and, and we'll make comments um, that it's either going to get under people's skin or they're going to uh -huh. laugh their ass off. You really right. get to know what kind of person you're dealing with when you do that, right? And, and you just take it from there. Oh, yeah. Well, that was fun, man. I'm glad you guys called in. And feel free to call in any time. Uh, I was like, man, I wonder, I hope you guys can keep coming up with this kind of stuff. I'm actually painting something right now that's pretty cool. You should follow me on Instagram. Comparison is a thief of joy. You can see some of my artwork. Do you have any IG? Anything you want to plug or you just? Nope. Just obviously, you just. Uh, I, don't, just I don't do the social media. No Facebook. No IG, no fucking what? What? You're a mercenary. You're a mercenary. No, uh, no, uh, I don't know. Are you trying to live off the grid? Have you ever considered it? Oh, God, no. No? No. You know, there's only one thing that freaks me out, and that's Bluetooth headphones. That's the only thing that honestly freaks me out. Um, if you, you like look it cord? up. Got to cut the cord, that? man. You like the cord? Well, only because there's like actual data. You know the same, um, there's a certain brain tumor that killed John McCain. It's been on the rise since the invention of Bluetooth. Like really? there's straight up Sounds data like behind it. Sounds like a conspiracy theory. It's not. not it's, it's not. Do you go down, it's, do you go down I, the rabbit holes? I do. I do. It, start, it started with MK Ultra, and I never looked back. But you know, it's like, is it a conspiracy if it's true? Well, I guess everything, uh, well, not everything, most things do start as conspiracies. So I don't know. 
Um, using John McCain, though, as your example is probably not a very good one. Well, I mean, but he he did have a rare brain tumor. Well, I mean, it happens, but well, and I don't think I, I, don't, think, uh, I don't think he was running around on his Bluetooth for the you know previous twenty years before he died. He probably wasn't. He probably wasn't. But the data it actually came out of I want to say a British, I want to say Britain, and they've had a twenty percent increase. And I use John McCain because it's somebody that people are familiar with. And that it would cause somebody to go and look up to see what type of tumor he had. And I can't remember it, right? But they've had a 20, 20% or 20-fold increase of this rare tumor since the, I want to say the early 90s, 2000s, whatever. But like I said, you look it up, it's, it's, it's real, it's out there, it's actual data. And so I gave away my Apple AirPods. I'm in the medical field, right? So... I see a lot of different things that if a regular person were to see them, it'd scare them and it can open up your eyes. And it sounds conspiracy, right? But like plastics in your food. Are you familiar with red dyes and stuff like that? Yeah. So, cause like my primary field of medicine is psychiatry. And um, I went to, I went to school for a nurse practitioner in the psychiatric field. And as I was in it, the most interesting things started to occur in my didactic portion. And the interesting part that occurred was they would say, if you're on this medication, and I'll use kale, for example, if kale and blood thinners, if you're on blood thinners, don't eat kale. And I was like, well, why not? Well, because kale can potentiate and accelerate the effects of the medication. Basically, certain greens can thin out your blood. And so I started to think, well, why not just take, why not just eat? I'm going to make a bumper sticker that says kale kills. Kale kills rapidly. (laughs) (laughs) But you start to realize that a lot of these, that food is definitely the medicine, right? And, but they can't make money that way. And then once you open up that window, you start to see now you're getting you start, into the pharmaceutical uh, conversations here. Well, there's, there's that. And then, like, um, are you familiar even, like, with blue lights on your phone, right? You notice that they have the blue light filters now that change colors after a certain time of night. Well, because they cause insomnia. Because that blue light tricks your, I want to say it's your pineal gland, whatever. Something that secretes melatonin. It says, oh, there's light. I don't need to go to sleep. And it keeps you up. Once again, go ahead. What about all the people that um, can't fall asleep unless the TV's on? You know, I used to be one of those people. A lot of those people suffer from insomnia. And they always complain about not having enough sleep. And usually they're caffeine. And what do these people usually do, right? Usually they're what? Caffeine junkies? Cigarette junkies? And they require all types of stimulants to keep them up. Oh, that's why I drink beer. That puts me right out. Yeah. Well, let's see. Well, it's 2.33 a.m. I have to work at 6. Why are you up, Caps? Go to sleep. Nah, that's horrible. Caps. What's that? Get up for yourself a shot, dude. Come on. Be the trooper. Man. I hope you don't have to... Do you have to work 12-hour shift, Caps? Or is it 8-hour shift? Not that it helps or it's any that's better, right. but... 
he's a um, he's an engineer, but so the trains pretty okay. much but the trains pretty much drive themselves. All right, all right. So all you gotta do is show up. Let's see. I think I need sleep Friday, not on no only five. Oh, five hour shifts. Well, then you might. Well, you're at the point now. You might as well just gun through it. Just stay up. What's the point? I've actually been. I have been up since four thirty this morning. Like I said, I'm in Texas, so it's eight thirty-four. You don't work on the trains anymore. What the hell do you do, Caps? Wow. Do you, are you the guy that holds the little up, sign up? You give up driving trains. Caps, when did you stop driving trains, man? He's a precision precision engineer for the MOD. I have no clue what that means. It sounds important. I'm assuming you're not the guy that holds up the minute work sign then. Numbers have never been my thing. I'm never one to do anything that required extensive amounts of math. So I'm glad that there's people out there that enjoy it because I don't. Ministry of Defense for the... Oh, all right. Well, enjoy. Get some sleep. I'm getting on the verge of getting sleepy myself. I got about a good 30 minutes. But I think I'm going to take a self-care day tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to go to work. See you soon, man. All right, man. Thank you so much. Deborah. do you know Deborah? Dose, do you know Deborah? Never heard, nope, never seen Deborah. Well, Deborah, to Deborah, call in. To Tiki, call in. Deborah, titty. <laughs> call in. And I, well, I don't think I can. Let me see what, what effects do I have? If you were just called in, Deborah, try it one more time. Let me send you an invite. Boom. There you go. Uh, initially, the show was about the hedonistic treadmill. Deborah. Hello. How's it going? Doing good. All right. So what we're talking about with Dose is really about finding contentment over happiness, right? Because happiness is a fleeting emotion. And just like sadness, you experience a good or a bad event. And then eventually you return back to your baseline. So what I found, it's easier, not easier. It's a very difficult journey. You really want to look to find what makes you content. What do you like to do? Drinking beer, smoking bowls, doing art. Is there anything particular that you like to do, Deborah, in that aspect? Hey, Deborah, I want to apologize because I can't pronounce your last name and I refer to you as Deborah Titty. Deborah, are you still there? Yes, please. What's that? Yes, I can't. Please, I'm here. Okay, okay. Is there anything that you like to do for fun? Or not even fun, that you just like to do? For fun? Yes. Uh, like... It can be anything. Whatever it is that you like to do. Anything. Anything I like to do. Yeah. I like to wake. You like to do what? 
Deborah, do you like Wait. to get your man a beer? For fun. Okay, reading. What's that? Reading. You like reading. Okay. Well, what type of books do you like reading, Deborah? Storybooks. Okay. Any particular kind? Pardon? I said, is there any particular kind of storybooks that you like to read? Like which kind of storybooks? Yeah. What kind do you like? Where are you from, Deborah? Oh, we want to see stories. Where, where are you from? Ghana. Ghana. Okay. How did you, what time is it over there? Ah, uh, it's 1.38. In the morning? What is, why is everybody staying up at so night. late? And at, why are y'all awake at this time? Because that's when all the good podcasts are on, dude. Really? Jeez, man. I, I guess I'm doing it all wrong. Well, then again, if I, if I did my podcast late into the night, it would be early morning for you guys, right? So I guess that would kind of defeat the purpose. But um, I don't think, I can't see myself. I'm not a night owl. I'm a morning guy. I like waking up crack of dawn because I feel like it gets you ahead of everybody else. All right, Caps, I'll see you. Be safe, man. Definitely call in next time for the... Um, <laughs> on the next show. I'd be happy to have you. I'll do a special one with just you guys on it. But... All right, hold on. Caps? Oh, listen, I gotta be quiet, but have a good night. Nothing All right. Else, you, I, and everyone, couldn't help yourself, could you? Wankers. I really hope you have a good day, and I've got to go to sleep now because I literally have got like three, four hours. Yeah, but I'm okay. I'm it's not drunk to the skunk. I'm I'm not too bad. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, have a lovely day, whatever it is in your fucking neck of the woods. All right, man. Get some sleep, and we'll definitely talk Thank again, you. man. I listen. Uh, keep up with the podcasting, man, because you sound like a good dude. So keep doing. Oh, it. thanks, man. I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate it. So the Donnie son, are you trying to do like a little spin off of the Daniel son? No, no, no. So, you know, I really started doing the podcast more after my dad passed. Right. And so my name is Donald's son. His name was Donnie. And I was literally my, like the root of my name is Donnie's son. Even my grandma calls me that. So I just made that my handle. And it's my art name as well. What's that? People are going to kind of link that to, Karate Kid now, though. Oh, no, trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm 40 years old this year, right? I've heard all the Danielson jokes. Like, hey, dude. totally expected. Donnie son, have you had your midlife crisis yet? Hell yeah. The only we, thing I didn't do is, like, get a tattoo or a really badly placed earring. Did you get a motorcycle? No. once because Well, just a little bit. I've, I work in emergency rooms, so I'll never get a crotch rocket, man. Well, you don't have to get a crotch rocket, Jesus. Or just just anything like that, because I see, like, man, it can it can turn out really bad. Well, do you have a car? So I do have a car, a Honda Civic. Right. So, I mean, you've seen plenty of stuff with that too. Yeah, yeah, but there's a little more protection there. So I'm thinking about, you know, if we're talking midlife crisis, I might go ahead get a four door Honda. Step it up a little bit. Four doors. Bright red. 
Yeah. Moving on the wild side. Yeah, I know. I know. Or a face tattoo. How about that? So it's either a four-door Civic or a face tattoo. How about get both? I'll let, I could. You get like a lowrider kind of Honda Civic with a flat brim hat and a vape pen. Mm. <laughs> oh, I could get a sleeve tattoo. All right. And so I'll get a sleeve tattoo, a Charger 392 scat pack. Um, what what else are we doing? What else are we doing for the uh, midlife crisis series? Well, I don't know. It's your your midlife crisis, dude. What are we well, doing? Well, then I definitely got to I definitely got to get a no, single earring. Just fucking around with the four doors Honda Civic. I mean, really, what are you uh, planning on doing? I, I, maybe skydiving. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not skydiving. Uh, cop that scatty. All right, we're going. We're really leaning towards face tattoos, and uh, the, and the scatty right now. Face so face tattoo, sleeves, four door Civics, skydiving. Um, a poorly worded tattoo, I think, is also essential. One single earring. What else? What else do we got? How about a menacing dog of some sort? Maybe a pit bull pit or bull. Doberman Pinscher. Yeah, go with the pit bull. Uh, I'll probably remove all the sleeves from my shirt. Um, right. we might gr- I might get a mullet. I might cut the dreads off and go mullet. Just. Dread mullet. Hockey. Uh, I could do that. Uh, maybe I could stop wearing deodorant. Maybe I could cuss my ball. I mean, there's a lot of options that I got, but I think uh, no reg- no regrets. No I think regrets. that's the no no regrets is the is the first one along with the face tattoo. But guys, I'm getting off. Been on here for an hour, 46 minutes. I'll be posting the painting that I did. Dose, thank you for the entertainment, bro. Call in anytime. I'll be happy to have you. I can't wait for Caps to call back so I can hear his um, hilarious takes. DK, thanks for calling in about your animation series. Uh, just to forewarn you about Caps, he might fall asleep and start snoring on the show, but, you know. That's fair. It's just a little, uh, was it Asmar? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just mute him. But all right, I'll see you guys later. Thank you so much for calling in. Caps, get some sleep, bro. Get get some sleep. I'll holler at you guys later.